You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's go, Caps! Let's go, Caps! Let's go, Caps! This is the Washington Capitals Minutecast. Hello and welcome in to the Washington Capitals Minutecast. Before we get going here, this podcast is available on all podcast platforms. So when you're using your podcatcher of choice, make sure and hit the follow or subscribe button. That way you'll know when the new podcasts are available. This podcast is also now a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, also DraftKings use keyword TPPN. So your Washington Capitals beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. A familiar foe. There's so much history going back and forth between these teams. And it's kind of safe to say that these two teams hate each other. Um, They've played each other more than any other team, so there's a history there. Um, There's many um, times that they they go back where they played each other in the playoffs, and uh, things didn't always go well for the Capitals. Uh, If you remember right, actually, the last couple years that those two uh, teams played together in the playoffs, they didn't necessarily go well for the Capitals. But last night, there was the revenge, and it came in the form of of an overtime goal by Dmitry Orlov. Dmitry Orlov, who had two goals on the game, played really well. It was one of those games that was kind of going back and forth. And to be honest with you, it was a game that was played in Pittsburgh, and it was a tough one because right away, um, Vitek Vanacek, shortly after he started, had to leave the game. Um, I didn't hear the official word, but they were saying during the game that they believe it was a concussion protocol thing. Someone observed what might appear to be a concussion. So he got pulled off. And, uh, you know, Vitek, who is the hot hand for the Washington Capitals right now, um, as a Caps fan, you were thinking to yourself, oh, great, what are we going to do now? Because who's on the bench waiting to come in? It's one Ilya Samsonov. And Ilya, who has not played that great this year, uh, ended up playing one heck of a game last night and maybe one of the best of his career. Just looking down at the stats here, Ilya Samsonov made 43 saves on 45 shots, so you really can't ask for anything more from Ilya. And uh, other than that moment when he kind of went into kind of that full, like, snowman uh, spin move when he lost his hockey stick, I think he played great because, I mean, let's be honest, that wasn't Ilya's fault. He lost his stick. It happens to the best of them. But I think that Ilya really stood on his head, and uh, he, he played well for the Capitals. Like I said, I was a bit concerned. Just based on his history, he hasn't played well this year. But I think that he's realizing that uh, when he's called upon, he needs to be ready. And uh, hats off to Ilya last night for being ready. Vitek Vanacek made one save on two shots. 
So um, Vitek, let's hope that he is going to be back soon because even though Ilya Samsonov did play well, uh, let's face it, Vitek Vanacek, as we're speaking, as we're recording this on Wednesday, is the hot hand for the Washington Capitals. Um, I'm hearing rumblings. You know, I try to keep up with the Hershey Bears as much as I possibly can. That Zach Fukali hasn't been playing as great as of late for the Hershey Bears. So they have a called up Phoenix Copley, um, who's going to be on the taxi squad for the Caps. So, you know, it's a, a return of a familiar face in the form of uh, Phoenix Copley. Uh, if you're a longer ca- time Caps fan, you remember that uh, he had some time on the big team a few years ago and played really well. Um, the l- last couple of years, though, it seems like he hasn't been playing as well. That's why you haven't seen a whole lot of Phoenix Copley on the Capitals when when they've needed him. They've gone with uh, another option. So last night, the game saw goals from Daniel Sprong, uh, who was, you know, he's a bit of a hothead, I got to say, but he brings that flair out there. Uh, he has a physical presence. He's got that bravado out there. And I think that uh, that's what the Caps see in him. He's uh, he's not afraid to mix it up. If you saw that goal that Daniel Sprong got, he was just flying through. He was charging towards the net, and he drove. He got the goal and darn near just blew Tom Wilson over. And that's no easy thing to do. Tom Wilson is a big man, um, so... The game also saw a goal by Nick Dowd, um, and then there was that ge- that goal that was disallowed. They said that Nick Dowd was in the paint, and if you ask me, it's complete BS. If that was some sort of interference on the goalie, then what do you call it when Pittsburgh went flying and hit Vitek Vanacek? And guess what? Vitek Vanacek had to leave the game because of that. Uh, it's just, you know, as you see it, like I hear in baseball, they're kind of experimenting more with uh, computers and cameras and, and and trying to rely on that a little bit more because it seems like the refs that are on the ice are just blowing a lot of calls. It's just blowing them. Um, that Nick Dowd goal, um, if anything, he was pushed into, and that's what pushed him into Jari, and that's why the goal, why the goal ended up going in. And uh, I, I just, you know, they're just messing it up. Now Vitek Vanacek, as I'm recording this on Wednesday, I don't know the status of him. Um, as it stands right now, he might be out for a while. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that's the case, being that they're calling up Phoenix Copley from Hershey. So let's hope that uh, it's not as bad as it sounds or as bad as it looked, because if you look at the video replay, it looks horrible. They're just kind of crashing the net, and they just kind of, he kind of, his head flies back a little bit. It kind of got him under the chin. So let's just uh, keep our fingers crossed for Vitek Vanacek. The goal, the game also saw goals, like I said, two of them by Dmitry Orlov, including the game winner. So Dmitry Orlov is that um, offensive defenseman. He may be a defenseman in name, but in action, he is both. He is defenseman and he is a great goal scorer, kind of always has been. And uh, it's good to see him producing. Uh, like I say, Dmitry Orlov gets two goals and uh, hopefully they can keep going because as you look at it right now, uh, they were able to pick up the two points last night, but the Washington Capitals are still in fourth place. It, it, it's a tough road for them ahead because they have another game against Edmonton tonight. Uh, that's the team that picked up Evander Kane, uh, and Evander Kane subsequently got a goal in his first night with the team. Um, I know that there was rumblings out there that the Capitals were in, interested in Evander Kane, and I think ultimately that was the w- wise decision not to pick him up. Uh, he kind of seems like the NHL's version of Antonio Brown. He has quite a checkered past, 
Um, and it just, you know, if you saw that video on Twitter with Tippett, um, it was kind of, it seemed like the general manager was telling him that Evander Kane was going to be playing the first game right after he got signed. And the look on Tippett's face was like, oh, really? So you're making the calls here. So that's an interesting move there. Who comes, who leaves the game when uh, Evander Kane goes in? So there's no time for this Caps team to rest. They need to be prepared. They're playing Edmonton tonight. So like I say, they got to, they got to get ready. There's no time to rest. It's going to inter- be interesting to see who is in net tonight. I know that Vitek Vanacek did get a rest because he only played only a part of the game, just the very beginning part. So uh, you would tend to think that if he is okay, um, that he'll be the one in net tonight. But being that they, like I say, being the fact that they called up Phoenix Copley kind of draws that into question. So the Capitals are playing pretty well as of late, uh, despite what they're uh, what they're showing in the standings. They've won the last two of four. So on the 24th, they lost uh, to the Golden Knights one to nothing, San Jose four to one, and then that big one, Dallas in the Smoke Show. They beat them five to nothing. Um, it was a game that uh, kind of reunited them with Braden Holpe, a familiar face. Uh, Braden Holpe, the one that just recently bought a home in the Washington, D.C. area. So that's an interesting move on Braden's part. Uh, I know that he is playing with the Dallas Stars, and despite how he played on the 28th against the Capitals, he uh, has been playing well overall uh, with Dallas. I think that that was a pleasant surprise for them because he had that offseason with the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and then enter in Bruce Boudreau, and he's kind of turned that team around as of late. Anyway, it just seems that Braden never really gelled in the Van- on the Vancouver team, uh, and he had a pretty good uh, compete level going there uh, for net time in the form of Thatcher Demko, um, who is the kind of the number one in Vancouver right now. So I think that ultimately for Braden, that was the the wise move uh, was to move on. I think, you know, he got traded away, but nonetheless, that was a wise move for him to move out of that environment because for whatever reason, he seemed pretty excited at the time to be going to the Vancouver team. But uh, like I say, never really gelled. Um, and, you know, there's people are like, well, how does that happen? How does that work? How come Braden Holtby is kind of just like this, the greatest ever in Washington. I mean, if you think back on Braden Holtby's time in D.C., obviously you think about the Stanley Cup, and obviously you remember them playing the Golden Knights with the quote-unquote, the save-save. I mean, there's pictures and paintings and everything of that. And looking, the look on Alex Ovechkin's face like, oh my freaking God, did that just happen? Um, So, I mean, the folklore surrounding Braden Holtby lives on. um, And I think that, that kind of lives in the heart of Washington, D.C. Capitals fans. Um, the Capitals are kind of a national team, I guess I should say. I know that they're rooted in Washington, D.C., but don't tell that to fans uh, that see them in Minneapolis or that see them across the country. There's Caps fans everywhere. If you don't believe me, go to a game. Tons. Um, I live in Minnesota, and every year that they play in Minnesota, I go to see them. And as time has gone on, there's more and more red shirts everywhere. So um, that helps that they have someone on the team like Alex Ovechkin, of course, but it also helps that they won the Stanley Cup. And it's a team that has a pedigree of winning. Um, They've, you know, I know that they've only have that one cup uh, on their record, but nonetheless, the Capitals are a great team. They're a great team to watch. Me and the wife like to go and we would go down to ice level and and pregame skate. And it's kind of, it's, it's an interesting thing to see because you see that this Capitals team, especially if you're not from the DC area, you don't get to see them in person that often is to go to pregame skate. 
um, and then walk down. They'll usually let you go down right on ice level there or right next to the glass there and look at it. And it's kind of an awe-inspiring thing, I must confess, because you see Alex Ovechkin on the TV, and that's how you're used to seeing him. That's, that's just how you see him on the television. But to see him just on the other side of the glass in real life, um, it's kind of awe-inspiring, I've got to be honest, because you're looking at probably, I mean, it, it'll depend on how he finishes up his career, but the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. And you saw him right there. Um, so like I say, it, it's very awe-inspiring, and uh, if you ever get a chance, do that, um, especially if you're a Caps fan and you don't live in the D.C. area, you know, if you live somewhere in middle America and you don't get to see them that often, treat yourself and go to the pregame skate, get down there, and get close. To see these guys that close is amazing. Um, on my 40th birthday, as a present, my wife uh, took me down to, to Washington, D.C. and to see the Capitals, and it was an amazing experience. We made a whole event out of it. We uh, we saw a couple cap. We saw one Capitals game. Excuse me, was against the Kings, and then we took in a couple Bears games. Uh, we saw one in Hershey, and then we saw one up in Bing- Binghamton. Uh, great! Um, if you ever get a chance to do that as well, watching the Hershey team in Hershey. I mean, that looks like an NHL arena. So, I mean, another thing. I mean, the tickets are cheaper. The compete level is just as great with those Bears uh, players and the AHL in general. So just in general, if you can, if you have the means, make your way to Washington, D.C. sometime. Make it a weekend. Make it a week if you can afford it. And then just, you know, it was a few hours away. Go to Hershey and take in a Bears game. It's great fun. And uh, those are memories that are still with me now and I cherish as one of the, one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life, to be honest with you. I'm 44, going to be 45 tomorrow. But those are memories that will stick with me forever. Um, just being able to kind of hang out with the Capitals. I also went to, they called it Kettler back then, Kettler Ice Plex, but now it's what, MedStar. And the, the ability to go see the Capitals uh, for their skates there, their practices was great. It was Barry Trotz. It was Mitch Korn. I got to see Brain Holtby and Mitch Korn out there, and it was Philip Grubauer at that time. Just a ton of fun. So um, the Capitals are always great about that. Those uh, morning skates or their uh, practices at Kettler, MedStar Iceplex, it'll always be Kettler to me, um, are open to the public nine times out of ten. I don't think they're ever not open. And uh, hang out. You get to see them practice. And, I mean, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you can meet one of the Capitals. And I felt lucky enough at the time. Uh, he was a Capital, but I got a chance to meet Marcus Johansson. He was nice enough to uh, pose for a picture with me. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that you're going to get to meet all of the players that you want to meet. I saw Alex Ovechkin there, and uh, he walked out of Kettler, and uh, he saw all of us standing there, you know, kind of with our signs and our, like, our Caps gear on. And I think he just wanted to leave and get to his vehicle, and he looked at us, and he's like, geez. So... I mean, at the time, I was like, really? That, this is what kind of guy he is? You know, I see him on, on the ice, and I see him with all these special functions, and he's always, you know, all lit up and smiling. But, you know, I've had time to reflect on that a little bit, too, and I think to myself, you know, none of us have ever walked in the shoes of Alex Ovechkin. We don't know what it's like to be a star of that level, where every time you walk outside, people want to, your autograph. They want to talk to you. You know, to me, that seems overwhelming. And I imagine for Alex Ovechkin, that's overwhelming after a while as well. Um, so, you know, I've kind of, like I said, I've had time to reflect on that. Uh, you know, I was a little, 
uh, miffed, I guess is the word I'm going to use when I was down in Washington, DC and he finally walked out of the building. I'm like, here's our chance to meet him. And, uh, that was not meant to be. And, uh, Alex Ovechkin, if you see him in real life is not a guy you want to approach unless he's okay with it because he looks like he could destroy you and most likely would. Uh, uh, when we were there, it was also a great opportunity, uh, just kind of reminiscing here a little bit about the Capitals. Uh, I got a chance to see Dmitry Orlov. He walked out. And uh, um, so, like, again, I'm just t- telling you, the Capitals organization is a great organization. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369. Um, and if you can, make your way to Washington, D.C. and take in a Caps game. It's also much fun. And also, if you can take in a Hershey Bears game, also, also much fun. And if you go to Hershey and you see them at the Hershey arena there it's a top-notch facility and then in hershey there's a lot of things to do you can see the uh, hershey chocolate factory tour all that stuff okay i didn't mean to go on a tangent but um yeah i'm just talking caps here and cap the the fun thing there is to do with the washington capitals so i am recording this it is 12 44 central um, on Wednesday, and the news is coming in, and this is not welcome news. This is from Capitals PR. Washington Capitals Captain Alex Ovechkin is unavailable tonight versus the Edmonton Oilers due to the NHL COVID-19 protocol. Ovechkin will not participate in the 2022 NHL All-Star Game in Las Vegas, and I must be honest, I did have my doubts if he was going to play in the first place, um, he's just, you know, well, when he was a younger man, he was showboating out there with the cowboy hat on and everything and, and, and just having a good time. But I think that this uh, is unfortunate because obviously Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer. I know he doesn't have that record yet, but to me he is and he will be one day. So Alex Ovechkin is out of the lineup and will not be participating in the 2022 NHL All-Star Game. 
Um, if you can take a positive or, from that or a silver lining, it's that maybe Ovechkin can rest up because you know that guy um, competes at a high level all the time, so he's got to be banged or bruised up a little bit. So hopefully that will give him some time to uh, recuperate a little bit. I know that uh, there's a little bit of break around the NHL All-Star game generally, so maybe he can uh, take a flight back to Russia, get some R&R, you know, spend some time with the family, and hopefully uh, be ready to return to action soon. So just looking at this too, and you got to agree with it, the Capitals got robbed. That was a garbage decision, says Al Koken, who is the famous uh, guy from NBC Sports Washington. Al Koken says, sounds... Off on the refs, controversial goalie interference call that disallowed a Nick Dowd goal. And, uh, you know, you got to agree with that. I'm watching this and the replay on it right now. And Hathaway shoots it. It looks like it gets deflected a little bit. And then the goal goes in. So I don't know if Dowd would have got the goal on that because it looks like he almost got his stick on it. But then you see the ref come out and he waves his hands, no goal. And uh, that is met by the... um, the applause, obviously, of the Pittsburgh Penguins fans. And it was also met by Coach Laviolette being so pissed off, so upset, swearing, all sorts of four-letter words coming out of his mouth. And I don't... It was a garbage call, to quote Al there. So it just seems like I was talking about earlier that these refs need to get it right. Get it right, whatever it takes. You know, I'm watching it again. He wasn't in the blue paint. I mean, the... It's ridiculous. These refs need to get their act together. Orloff also praised Samsonov's 43-save effort. He jumped in. It's not easy. He did great saves and kept us in the game. They outshoot us, but the second half was much better. And that's one of those tough things. If you talk to goalies, they will tell you as much that it's tough to go from sitting on the bench, not really planning on playing, and just getting thrust into it. You go from 0 to 100, in a second, and I know that they're professional athletes, and that's what they get paid for, and all the other, you know, cliche things that you hear people say. But regardless of that, to go from sitting on the bench, not planning on playing, to getting thrust into action in a game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, that is always, um, it, th- those are always the games that are m- most uh, amped up. There's so much energy surrounding them because of the rivalry between the two teams. So you got to give it up for Ilya Samsonov who played well. Orloff also says, it's a huge win, huge two points for us. Before the break, we've got one more game. Hopefully we are going to be ready tomorrow. Edmonton didn't play today, so they are going to be fresh. We're going to need to be on a good start today. We didn't have it. So Orloff is talking about there how they didn't get the break. Um, It's a back-to-back for the Capitals, but kind of like what he was talking about there, they they have no time to take their foot off the gas. As I was talking about earlier, they're kind of, you know, down there in the standings. I mean, it's not, it's within, it's within reason to think that they will be able to make it to the playoffs. But if one of those teams above them starts to play really well, it's going to be difficult for this Capitals team to overcome that. So it's, uh, like I say, you got to go out there, you got to play Capitals hockey like they know how to play. I know this team is capable of winning. They just have to do it. That's all. So here's uh, Coach Lavulette weighing in on it. There was a lot of good things, just the fight back in the game. Seems like we were fighting back the whole night. There were a lot of things going against us, a lot of adversity. So I give the guys a lot of credit for just staying with it. And 
and you do. You have to give it to the Caps. Uh, you're going into an angry environment where the other team and the other fans uh, over the years kind of hate you. So to be able to rise to the challenge and pick up a win and pick up two huge points in the Metropolitan Division really helped the Capitals, and it really kind of states the case that they are, in fact, capable uh, of winning these sorts of games, these you know games against teams that are generally much better than them. They're not a poor team this year. They just need to find a way to gel and to play better. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but if you remember 24-7 Caps-Pens, they talked about that as much, where a team is never as bad as they are at their lowest point, and they're never as great as they are at their greatest point. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's true. It's You can't, you know, generalize on what this Caps team is based on a, a, a losing streak. Uh, if you remember the year that they won the Stanley Cup, they had a rough period there. And uh, different players who generally weren't big players stepped in and uh, propelled them into winning a Stanley Cup. So all is not lost. We just need to hold the line and get out there and keep playing Caps hockey. So the Capitals have recalled forward Brett Leeson and goaltender Phoenix Copley, which I talked about earlier, from the taxi squad to the active roster, Hunter Shepard to the Hershey Bears. So the Caps recalling Brett Leeson and goaltender Phoenix Copley from the taxi squad to the active roster makes me believe that there is more wrong with uh, Vitek Vanacek than first thought. So it looks like if you're asking me, it probably will be Sammy and Net tonight with Phoenix backing him up. Um, as this information breaks, I will keep you guys updated. But as of right now, uh, it looks like Vitek Vanacek is out, um, and it and it'll be interesting. It sounds like concussion protocol, but I have not heard an official word. So we just need uh, we need Vitek healthy. Um, there were issues in net all season. We don't need one of them going down. One of the starting goaltenders going down. So let's just uh, hold the line and uh, hope that the Capitals will be all right. So that is how the Capitals played um, last night. They played a great game against the Penguins, but even better is how the Capitals played against the Dallas Stars. Here's a little bit about that game. All right, your Washington Capitals beat the Dallas Stars 5 to nothing. It was a real showing of offensive power from this Caps team that's been struggling as of late. So it was definitely good to see them get back in the win column. The game saw goals from Backstrom McMichael. McMichael is that positive piece that came in this year. Uh, he was able to do really well in training camp in the fall and now is on the big team and is playing very well, I got to say. He's been a healthy scratch as of late. Um, so it was really good to see him get back in the winning ways uh, as far as uh, with Peter Laviolette um, and getting the goals. That will most assuredly mean that he will get some more playing time. But the game also saw goals from Tom Wilson and John Carlson and one from Trevor Van Riemsdyk. So like I say, the offense was really humming along for that Caps team. Um, there's still some things to worry about as far as the, the, the Caps are concerned. I'm just looking at the standings right now. And uh, the Capitals are in fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. They are 24-12 and 9 with 57 points. So ahead of them is Pittsburgh. They're kind of arch nemesis. And uh, so they got to start piecing wins together. I'm glad that they were able to win a game. Now they're going to have to piece together multiple wins if they're going to have any hope of moving up in the standings and competing, uh, you know, for the playoffs. Um the Capitals generally have a pedigree of always being in the playoffs and, and, and in the final rounds. I only think there's one time that comes to mind that uh, they were eliminated really early, but the Capitals have to find a way to piece together some wins here. 
um, if they're going to have any hopes of uh, postseason play. I know that we're just you know a little bit past the midway point of the season, but um, I mean, if they kept losing games or if they keep losing games at a clip that they're they've been losing them, it's a bit worrisome. Um, so, like I say, the Penguins are ahead of them. They are twenty seven, uh, eleven and seven with sixty one points. The Rangers are 29-13-4 and four with 62 points. And the Carolina Hurricanes have bumped up into first place. They are 31-9-2 uh, for 64 points. So it's going to be a tough road for that Caps team. I'm not going to lie. But uh, all you can do is win a game at a time. You can't win multiple games at a time, obviously. So you just have to concentrate uh, on the game at hand. And hopefully you can uh, piece together some wins. Because like I say... Uh, if they don't figure it out, uh, it's going to be too late. Um, so I talk about this a lot in previous pods, and I hate to seem like I'm beating a dead horse here, but uh, they need to figure out the goaltending situation. Vitek Vanacek played very well, um, as the score would indicate. So, um, But again, they need that consistency in that. I'm glad that he was able to get that great performance last game. But uh, what what is he going to do in the future? Vitek Vanacek had 29 um, shots against and 29 saves. So that's a perfect game. You can't ask for anything more out of VTech out of that game. Now they need that number two goalie uh, to really step up and play well, whoever that may be. Starting to, to lose faith in the fact that it's going to be Ilya Samsonov. I know there's some Ilya fans out there, but his recent play hasn't shown that he... There's been rumblings that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is a free agent um, and that uh, Braden Holtby, wouldn't that be something um, if he came back? Wouldn't that be something if Braden Holtby came back? If you look at the score of the last game, some people may say, well, do you really want him back? I mean, hey, a guy's going to have an off game now and then, even some of the best goalies do. So I don't think that we can judge Braden too um, harshly just based on his one poor performance there. Um, but there is just an affinity for Braden Holtby and uh, the Washington Capitals' current team. Um, many of those players that are on the Capitals right now um, were on the team when they won the Stanley Cup. So, And Braden Holpe was, in large part, helped with that. Um, if you don't remember the save against uh, the Golden Knights, uh, etc., he played on his head that entire series, uh, just kind of rec- you know recalling back on that. But that was kind of a joint effort, too. Uh, Philip Grubauer and Braden Holpe both uh, worked together and helped the Caps team win that game. Because if you remember, uh, in that season, Braden Holpe had kind of faltered as well. Um, and enter Philip Grubauer, and Grubauer played really well. And then Grubauer started to kind of falter a little bit. And it was almost kind of a perfect case scenario because then Braden Holpe was rested up. He was focused. He was pissed off. He was ready to win some games, and they did. They won the Stanley Cup. You know, it's it's fun to reminisce every once in a while, isn't it? It was a team, you know, I've watched them for, I want to say, 12 years now. And um, it's a team that struggled. For many years, they would go to the playoffs, and they'd be eliminated shortly after they first started. So um, it was good that they were able to win it that in that year, 2018. But um, now it's living in the past. It's living in the future, not living in the past, because you can't live off former glory, right? So the Capitals, if they want to maintain... And they want to keep moving up the standings because that's what they're going to have to do. Their current rankings, at, at the right now, they're not even going to make the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, the Caps won't even be in there. So Laviolette on the 5-0 to zero win. Vitek made big saves when we needed him to make big saves. And offensively, we were able to capitalize. It was nice to get the goals early and get into the game that way, especially on the power play and gaining a little confidence from that. And uh, if you remember from that game, uh, Dallas scored first, and then that was overturned. 
But uh, listening to Joe Beninati and Locker there, they were both like, oh, now they're playing from behind again. And that's always a tough position um, in any sport is to come from behind. But uh, as it turned out, uh, the luck shined in the Capitals' uh, way that way. And uh, they ended up having that goal overturned, and the, the Caps went on to win that game. Holpe chatted with a handful of Capitals after the game next to the visiting team locker room. Smiles, laughs, Wilson, Carlson, Ovechkin, down, etc. Among those catching up with Holpe, and that's what I was talking about. I think that that would make the Capitals more than happy, the current roster, to have Holpe back on the team. Uh, Holpe has said that he plans, he considers Washington, D.C. home, and that uh, he'll probably always live there. I mean, he's a, a native uh, Canadian, but he still considers Washington, D.C. home. So, I mean, that's kind of a, that speaks well of Washington. Backstrom on Holpe. I hate to see he had a tough night, but we all know what he has done for our organization, for our club, for our fans. He's a good friend of a lot of the guys on the team. I think everyone loves him. And, you know, I don't know Braden Holpe on a personal level, of course. I just know what I see of him on television. But he seems like a very likable guy. He was involved in a lot of um, special uh, organizations and and uh, charity work and stuff in the Washington area. So I think that not only him winning, but uh, all of those other things that he was involved in in the Washington uh, community really endeared him to the fans from the DMV area. Holt beyond seeing Washington, just wish there was more time, a few more days or something to really catch up. People will tell you in this game, even if you don't stay in touch all the time, you pick up right where you left off. We spend way too much hours to have any awkwardness. You know, kind of just what we're talking about here. I think that there's that level of comfort. I don't know if Dallas is net would necessarily be willing to give up Braden Holtby, so I don't think that they can really uh, plan on that. I, I just really don't think that that's going to be the case. I mean, that would be nice if Braden Holtby could come back, I guess. But then, you know, are you living in the past? I mean, those are all the questions that need to be addressed. Are you living in the past? And do you need to move on with what you have? VTAC is the number one. If Braden Holpe did come, let's just let's just kind of play this out. If Braden Holpe did come to the Capitals, would he be, he be the number one or would he be the number two? I mean, I guess play would dictate that, right? But uh, that would be an interesting position. And I don't know if Braden Holpe would necessarily want to come uh, to the Capitals if he was considered a number two. But... As it stands on Dallas right now, they have a three-headed goalie monster. Uh, I know that uh, one of them is injured, um, at least. But um, I just think that uh, Braden Holpe kind of lost he lost his touch towards the end with the Capitals, and then he went to Vancouver for that one year and uh, never really seemed to, um, to lock in there. He had a lot of competition in the form of Thatcher Demko there. He only had that one year in Vancouver, and then he moved on to Dallas, which I was surprised at because uh, Dallas was pretty stacked in depth, and they played pretty well last year but it's worked out for Braden and uh, I, I wish him nothing the best if he doesn't make it back to Washington. Capitals have announced Evgeny Kuznetsov has been added to the all-star game with Adam Fox out and uh, good for Evgeny. I mean he's a guy that's kind of refocused his game. He had kind of that off season last year and uh, I know around the trade deadline everyone says let's move this guy out. Let's move this guy out. And he was playing so poorly in fact that they said well no one's really interested uh, and Evgeny Kuznetsov, if you can believe that. So, I mean, he re- really was able to turn it around. I think he matured a lot in this last year. Um, if you remember, he had he's he had, he's had a bit of a checkered past with uh, that was that drug charge and with uh, COVID protocol. So, um, I'm glad that he seems to be uh, turning his life around. And um, let's keep it to what the hockey's about. Evgeny Kuznetsov is playing great. 
for the Washington Capitals, and that's what is important. Laviolette on Snively's two assists in two games. He brings speed and competitiveness. He's put up points whenever he's been in. He's having a great year, you know, primarily in the AHL, which is why he got back up here from an opportunity standpoint. He's earned it. Now he's got to make the most of it, and that's kind of what it is in a lot of sports is that next man up mentality. And uh, how are you going to how are you going to perform? And uh, making the most of your opportunities because let's face it, a lot of these guys in the AHL they're not going to get an opportunity unless one of the big names goes out. And uh, Snively's done that so far. Where he fits in, I'm not sure. There's a lot of moving pieces with that Capitals um, roster. If you look up and down it, I mean, you have Leeson and Protus. You know, these guys weren't you know necessarily slated to be on the Capitals, but they're you know they were kind of thrust into that position based on COVID protocols and injuries. You know, if you think about it, Backstrom and Oshie both have missed a substantial time this year, so it's good that uh, the Capitals have had that depth in the tank. So they're still able to play, um, you know, fairly well. A lot of teams could be playing in last place um, with all the adversity that they faced, but the Capitals have found a way to play pretty decent considering. So like I say, Evgeny Kuznetsov has been named to the All-Star game for the second time in his career. He is replacing injured Rangers defenseman Adam Fox and will join teammate and Metro Division captain Alex Ovechkin in Vegas. And maybe that'll be one of the things that'll make Alex want to play because I know that sometimes there's been at least a few occasions where Alex has been selected to play in the all-star game and he just has decided not to. Uh, He gets fined and suspended and all that kind of stuff, but he doesn't really seem to care. But maybe now that his countryman is playing with him, maybe he will want to play. Um, But you got to think Alex Ovechkin at this point. I mean, he's uh, being talked about in the same breath as Wayne Gretzky. I mean, does he have anything left to prove? Uh, If you remember those in those early days when Alex Ovechkin was playing, you know, he, he was a younger man and, and was kind of felt like he had more to prove. He was out there with that cowboy hat and acting all crazy. But I, I don't know. I, I, if Alex Ovechkin decided to play, that would be great. And if not, not. Um, it's one of those things where, God forbid, someone gets injured. That's what I always think when they have these all-star games that really mean nothing. I mean, let's face it. Or the Olympics. They mean nothing. Um, except, you know, they really mean nothing in, in the form that, you know, that uh, there's a team out there that is paying you a substantial amount of money for your services. And if you get injured in a game that you're not getting compensated for, well, that really is kind of a, a, a problem for the team that's paying you the money. So that's why a lot of times they, they uh, don't want uh, players to play in the All-Star game for that very reason. So in news today, uh, this is as of Tuesday... The Washington Capitals, excuse me, this is so in news today, and this is as of Monday, the Washington Capitals have recalled defenseman Lucas Johansson from the Hershey Bears and have assigned him to the taxi squad. And that's another um, next man up uh, mentality. Excuse me, Johansson. It depends upon what part of the world you're from, but I think he is a Johansson. Is, is taking the most of your opportunities, and hopefully that can be the case for Lucas. He's a name that's been around for quite some time. And this is his opportunity to shine. Will he be able to do that? That's up to him. But um, I think that, you know, with an aging roster that the Caps have, they're looking for players that are going to fill these voids within the next couple years. So let's hope Lucas can play well. Nick Jensen is on the ice for practice and looks like he will be a full go. So it's good to have Nick back out there. He was another guy that kind of lost favor with the Caps, but has really turned it around and played well this year. If you remember last year, they were talking about trading him, and why did we ever get Nick Jensen? 
Well, as it turns out, you know, maybe it's Peter Laviolette's system. I'm not entirely sure, but Nick has found a way to turn it around, and uh, good on him for doing that. All right, that's the Washington Capitals Minute Cast for today. As you can tell, some of that information has changed. I recorded part of that uh, after the Caps played the Dallas Stars, so just uh, disregard some of that information, especially about Alex Ovechkin playing in the All-Star game, etc. That's been the Washington Capitals Minute Cast for today. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys again next time. You can find the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. If you have a moment, please like, rate, and share this podcast and tell your friends about it. It really helps. Thank you for listening.